0: Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the BetUS NBA show. Monday through Friday, we are the place to be for all the information, angles, and best bets you need for the night's slate. We're getting towards the end of the conference finals here, and in what we thought would be two competitive series have really not gone that way. Um, in one, the favorite's doing their thing, and one, the favorite is falling apart, and we'll start with last night's game. The Miami Heat not only beat but just destroy the Celtics. I mean, that game was over pretty much at halftime. Uh, Miami was up 30-some, 35 points at some point. I'm going to pull up what the largest lead was here. Um, just absolutely incredible. So i uh, curious to see kind of what you both thought of that game, what you might've learned. And I guess I'll start with what I hope is a quick answer. And then another question, you know, Chris, do you think there's any chance Boston comes back to win this series? No one's ever come back from down 3-0, but it looks like they're going to be favorites in all three of those games. Do you think there's any chance? And then you know, what do you make of this Miami team and their chances in the, in the finals against, you know, probably the Nuggets at this point?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I'll I'll try to keep it quick, Alex. (laughs) Loaded, loaded question. Um, I guess, well, first of all, I guess we should ask um, ESPN what the Celtics chances are of of, uh, winning this playoff series, because their percentages seem, yeah, their, their, their percentages or analytics seem to be a bit off, right? They got 3% chance for the heat at the start of the series. Well, that, that hasn't worked out. I mean, there's always a chance. It's, 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 the NBA, the Celtics are a very good team, again, like on paper, talent-wise. But, um, what, you know, what's happening here is the, the intangibles that the Heat carry with them, their culture, the leadership that they have, and, and uh, obviously a huge disparity in coaching is showing, showing itself in every one of these games. Um, and, you know, I tweeted out about it yesterday. There, there was nobody on the Celtics coming out of the half, who once they started to flounder again, nobody was, like, getting in anyone's faces, you know, being vocal on the court. I just – I don't see the leadership on this team. Um, Jimmy Butler and his, you know, veteran crew are making them look like, you know, they're just a bunch of dads, like, punking their sons. Uh, And that, you know, I think they're kind of soulless at this point. Missoula had nothing to say after that series. Like, he really couldn't muster any words. and I don't know if any of us can. Uh, So – um you know kudos to the heats so they're i'm I'm, gonna be cheering for the heat in the nba finals assuming that they get there and i would also say i do give them a chance in the nba finals because we just you know we just keep learning i think i think we get a little too much in the weeds when it comes you know as like analysts right like we think that we know everything that's going on on the court we really don't we we don't know that much we're not coaches we're not players we've never been in the nba but from a high level what we can see and what we can obviously tell is that the Heat are playing differently, more more chemistry. They're in tune. They're well coached. And when you have that recipe, you can beat any team in the NBA. And I know I know that Denver has looked fantastic, but the Heat have these these intangibles working for them. That I I think is just really hard for over for other teams to overcome once they get punched in the mouth. So I could talk on and on about that series and the Heat. They're fun to watch. Feel, feel really bad for Josh and you know Celtics fans because they really don't deserve this either. You know you're, you're heading into the season after going into the NBA Finals hoping for the most, and to to go down like this in the Eastern Conference Final, zero to three, it's pretty bad, man.
0: Yeah, it's just wild, the difference in regular season and postseason. And Ski, you and I were joking about this before the show. You and I bet Miami to miss the playoffs. We were kind of all in on that, and it was close. We were four minutes away from cashing that bet, but they survived the regular season, get to the postseason, and I think, Chris, you know, what we maybe underrate here a little bit is how big of an impact Bolstra has. I think year in and year out, we come to the postseason, and specifically him. Just that impact is incredible. And people are still sleeping a little bit on Bam out of bio. I don't know that if, again, he's ever going to be kind of a top five talent, but what he does defensively, what he allows them to do offensively is great. And then just look how successful this franchise is. I was looking quickly here before the show. You know, They've got four guys that have been giving them big minutes here. Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Max Drews, and Gabe Vincent. Four guys who were undrafted. Every team had a chance to take these guys. Everybody had a chance to sign them. The Heat take them and turn them into 45 points in game one, 60 points in game two, and 79 points last night. Uh, just that ability to build talent and, and have It's crazy to say the Heat are one of the only teams that have seven, maybe even eight guys they kind of trust at this point. You know, what'd you think of the game last night ski? Do you give the Celtics any chance of somehow getting out of this thing alive? And um, what do you expect Miami to do in the finals?
2: Well, before I forget, I just been crossed my mind that, um, you know, Caleb Martin wasn't even the better twin, right? He played for Nevada, um, the two twins, and he wasn't even the better one. Now, i can't even think about what the other one is doing and caleb is out here killing it so i think that just goes to miami cody martin cody martin there you go he culture and um they're just good at how do i say they're good at getting the most out of everybody over there or like um making the young players better for lack of better terms there so um that was interesting to me was i surprised with the outcome of yesterday's game absolutely not um i've said plenty of times missoula is untrustworthy None of those guys, I mean, he's not getting anybody up to play, going to like what you said, NOOPS, as far as the leadership. And he's not making a whole lot of adjustments. So I feel like the team is out there. Um, they're just like, what do we do? They don't even know what to do. So it's no way that I can get behind that going up against, you know, the best coach left in the playoffs and the player that I said I trusted the most in this series, which he's proven me right, Jimmy Butler. So I'm happy. I have a heat plus 450 to events in my pocket and it looks pretty good right now, so satisfied with what I've been watching there. And uh, I don't know, did we talk about the Laker game at all?
0: Oh, we'll get to that. I figure when we talk about the actual game, I, I want to give you a little bit of a stay of execution. Although, if you want to get into it now,
2: <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of us have Miami tickets. I know, Ski, you and I took them just to win the series. Chris, you had a plus two and a half games. I did lay minus one and a half. I'm super mad. I didn't at least sprinkle the four zero. I mean, I didn't expect it to be this jarring. The Celtics team just has so much talent, but it's been crazy. And we'll see. Um, the guys will be back tomorrow to talk about that game. Chris, you got something else here before we jump forward?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I just want to say one thing. You know, there, there are I have a lot of Heat friends, and I know there's like or, or Heat fans that are friends. And, uh, you know, I talked to him about this. And, you know, a, a lot of them are just like, see, we told you, you know, we told you this Heat team is coming. You all, you all, you know, like underrated us. Here's the thing. It wasn't that crazy to think that this team wasn't going to do much, right? I mean, they lost against the Hawks in the play-in. Final three minutes, they could have lost to the Bulls. as a one-point game. They were down. Um, and this is a team who came into the playoffs, bottom third of the NBA in both offense and defense. I realize playoff is, you know, the playoffs are different. But there's a lot of evidence to think that this team could not hang with the teams that they faced in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, uh, obviously credit across the board. And one thing that I'm noticing is you, you listen to Gabe Vincent in his interview after that last game, and like he has a maturity about him. It's like every player on this team uh, just kind of says the right things. They're focused. Like they remind me of the Patriots of old in the NFL. Right? They just kind of bring guys in and they make it happen because they have their leadership. So. Um, You know, it's not that crazy to think that the Heat were going to fail, but I think we all did, like, you know, overlook hashtag Heat heat culture because it is something special.
2: I want to give Alex and I a little bit of credit just because um, I personally feel like the sign of a good handicapper is somebody who, you know, if you have an opinion about a team and then you see them play for a little bit and you change your opinion, like you don't just be stubborn and say, no, I was right the first time. So that's Alex and myself. We talked very badly about this Miami Heat team um, prior to that second playing game. And I heard Bam talk about it. He said they were playing poor. And it came to that second playing game and they all, you know, had a meeting and were talking about it. And ever since then, we've seen a much different Miami team. So just give us a little bit of credit for recognizing that.
0: Got to change, got to adjust, folks. Again, great games, been kind of a fun series, but it looks like we're getting forward. Let's take a quick look at our best bet record here before we jump into tonight's action. Again, just a, a stellar month for the show. Unfortunately, our streak came to a crashing halt on Friday, 0 um, 3 after a run of, I think it was 16 0 3 or something like that, or 17 0 3. But again, over 35 games, over 500 at this point. Um, just about everybody, um, except, well, one of us, is uh, above 500 at this point. It's been a great season. Let's keep going. We've got another game tonight, Game 4. The Los Angeles Lakers host the Denver Nuggets one more time at home. They are down 3-0. We're looking at a line here, the Lakers' three-point favorites. um, Adjusted down a little bit. They were 5.5 the other night. The total at 224, just a little bit higher than it was the other night at 225. Again, sort of one last-ditch effort here for Lakers team that you know, folks, really doesn't want to go down four games to none. Uh, Chris, what do you think of this matchup, and what are you betting?
1: Yeah, I have one bet on this game for the show, and it's on the under, and that that kind of is a Lakers bet, right? Because I'm I'm counting on the Lakers defense to play a little bit better tonight. But um, there are, there are two ways that I see this game going. You know, lot, game three Heat Celtics kind of looked like a game four, didn't it? Like the Celtics just kind of gave up. Um, and I think, you know, if, if, if Denver comes out again and they're scoring with significant prowess again and the Lakers can't really catch up, I could see that happening in this game, too. Right. Uh, you know, uh, after a while, you just have to kind of admit defeat uh, against a great team. And, you know, I think that could amount easily in an under in that situation because when there's a great margin and you're kind of giving up, we've seen that happen. But I, I think the most likely narrative for this game is what we saw in game two. The pace for these three games has not been very high. We're like around 98, Uh, game two was 97. Uh, This is just one of those games where I, I think the pace is gonna continue to slow down because if the Lakers have any shot, obviously, at staying in this series, they have to find a way to slow down the Denver Nuggets defense. And usually that at least starts with max effort right from the beginning to keep that lead. And that Lakers defense, who most people agreed you know, in, maybe in the final eight teams, but especially these final four teams, this is the best defense that remains. I think the Miami Heat defense would have something to say about that at this point. But we've seen the Lakers, get, you know, put their defense into another gear. Um, we've seen Jokic go off, you know, have an unbelievable game one. We saw Jamal Murray score 30 points in the first half of that last game. We are seeing just really talented offensive players playing their best basketball, but that doesn't happen on a game-to-game night, right? We, we are due a game where Jamal Murray and Jokic have a good game, but not like a all-world Hall of Fame uh, type of performance. So I, I think we're going to just see a little less of that tonight. The pace has been slow. Lakers have to come with their defense right from the start of this game so that they don't lose control right from the beginning, and that favors an under. Game two was 108-103, to 103. Uh, didn't even get close at this point. And I handicapped uh, games at, at L.A. at around 215 as it is just because of the um, how the pace has slowed down there in the past and the kind of defense they can play. So I'll take another shot at an under. Pretty scary in the series, but I think it, it makes sense uh, for this game four situation.
0: It's interesting because you and I have some similar thoughts about how the game starts, but um, different angles. I'm going to take a Lakers first half team total over here. Um, Number sitting right around 58 points. Um, I know the pace has been, you know, kind of slow compared to the regular season, but for the postseason when we generally see 95, 96s, it's been a little quick. And LA, especially early in the game, was push pace, you know, try to get some easy points there, get things started. And I think it's been a little slower in the second half. So. going to basically play that. you know. As you look at that game, the shooting was very poor there. I'm expecting a little bit of a bounce back from that perspective. And I think if you're looking at this game, it's you're finding ways to bet the Lakers, maybe a Nuggets money line. But this does feel like a real letdown spot for a Denver team that knows they have to go home anyway, that knows they're not saving themselves too much rest here. No matter what happens, the NBA Finals start June 1st. So whether they close it out tonight or they close it out in a few days, they've still got a week plus basically to rest up there. So uh, maybe not super important to get that here and, you know, maybe get home, try to close it out in front of the fans. Again, just kind of an angle, but I do. I think the Lakers come out quick tonight, put up a nice number. I had them for 60 in the first half. I'll go over 58. Ski, no best bets for you here, but what do you think of the matchup and what do you think of the purple and gold? Does your team get have one last hurrah on them?
2: I don't trust them. Um, if they did, they should have came out with it in that last game, right? <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And they, I mean, what I remember is the score was, what, 10 to 24? They were getting killed right from the jump. So if you can't come out um, at home when you're down 2 why should I trust you when you're down 3 Ham, he continues to put D'Angelo Russell out there when he's giving the Lakers absolutely nothing. Like, if he's not scoring, what is he doing? He's not a good defender. He's not necessarily playmaking, so for him to have three points and him to continue to trust him, it just it, it makes me extremely upset. And um, I just can't see a whole lot of ways that the Lakers win anymore. Like, Rui, for as good as he's been playing, he hasn't touched the starting lineup. I just don't know what the Lakers are doing right now. So um, the way I'm thinking about it, I think we'll know pretty early in this game. If the Lakers come out with a little bit of energy – You know, maybe they do think they can still win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them lay down and, um, you know, just not want to make that trip back to Denver. So I can't back the Lakers side here as far as the total is concerned. I just think, you know, maybe not playing the fastest, but both coaches have said, you know, off-miss shots, we're going to run. And we've seen that from Denver time and time again. The Lakers are too busy complaining, and Denver runs and takes advantage. And the only game that stayed under so far, I mean – the Lakers shot, I think, twenty-seven percent from three and Denver didn't shoot that great either. I just don't see either team shooting that poor again in this one. And um I just trust more offense than defense. If I trust defense in this game, it has to come from the Lakers side. And they haven't given me any reason to trust them. So I lean towards either, you know, first half over or um probably the Denver side today.
0: It might be a good idea to check and see what flights are going out of LAX tonight. See if there's any, you know, sunny destinations, and try to see if we can figure out if any of these guys have flights. But um, it's a joke that's been made about Boston. Everyone is pretty sure that the Celtics brought their brought their swim gear, if you will. But um, i wondered, Ski, if the the D'Angelo Russell thing. Do you, do you get any feeling that that's just a LeBron thing? Uh, throughout his career, there's been certain guys he's always liked playing with and pushed to have them on the floor. I, I kind of get the feel for that because I, I, too, have been trying to figure out the Russell thing. He only played 20 minutes in the last game, so uh, maybe they are starting to wind him down. But it feels like he's one of those guys that if he's not a starter, it disrupts the order or something. Does that make any sense?
2: Yeah, I can see where you're going there. You know, some guys in the league, they they have made their name. They're starters now, and they don't want to go back and come off the bench. Uh, I feel like we saw that with Russell Westbrook, so – Maybe he thinks maybe Ham thinks it might mess up the chemistry, maybe LeBron wants him out there. I'm not I'm not too sure. I just don't think he deserves to be on the court in the starting lineup. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Let's get into some questions. I've got a couple here already. If you have anything that you do want to ask and you didn't pop it in already, get it in there. But first, our best bets. Chris Lake's under 224. I'll take a Lakers first half team total over 58. So fast first half, slow second half. Let's thread this needle. I think this is a very doable situation. Um, first question up here. Matt Mills, um, a very loyal watcher. Thank you, Matt, for your support. Um, should we take a long play and bet both front runners at the money line doubling down if they lose? I'm not entirely sure I understand this question.
2: Are we saying well, just
0: bet basically the teams that are up 3-0, and if they lose, fire again next game. I, I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, you know, Ski, what do you think of that strategy?
2: Well, teams that are up 3-0, you know, I, they've never lost a series. So if he's trying to do that, yeah, I don't forget field, what it's you know? called. Yeah, yeah, the, the thing they do on uh, roulette. If we try trying to do that for NBA, yeah. <laughs> I can understand just because of that. Like, it's what, Owen, 195 It might not win this game. It may not even win the next game, but I see the Nuggets and the Heat both advancing. So I understand the thought process from Matt Mills.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting strategy. It's it's probably better than laying some of the big prices on the series there. Like you said, no team down three zero is. I'm sorry, down three zero has ever come back to win a series. It does feel like you know, we're looking at a Denver Miami finals. What do you think, Chris? Is it worth you know trying that strategy?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I just want to take money lines. You know, the the Heat and Denver and Nuggets are. I mean, they're winning by margin every single one of these games. So, um, especially in a, a closeout game, right? Like if they come out strong let's say just even in the third quarter second half like we saw again from the heat and from denver in those last games uh the 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 i mean think about it. the mountain that the other team has to climb at that point right coming back in the game in the fourth quarter and then winning three more games after that like it psychologically gets to you at that point so i want to go money line that's the only thing if you want to bet on the favorite or the the front runners i think it's a good idea but but why not get better value at their um line
0: yeah, uh, looking at it, you know, the Lakers are minus 145. So not too juicy there on the money line tonight. The Heat minus 125 on the money line tomorrow night. But or, so you bet Denver, I'm sorry, you bet Denver tonight plus 125. That's not too bad. The problem is when you get back to Denver, they're going to be minus 300 or something on the money lines. Like you said, Chris, yeah. uh, if you unless you're prepared – to do something juicy like that, maybe look at a spread. But it's an interesting strategy. And again, I think that's probably a better way to do kind of what, you know, a martingale or a rollover money line, basically, instead of taking the series there. Uh, very interesting idea. Uh, David Kufjian asks, you know, what do we think of the Lakers and the over? Now, Chris, you you, know, you talked about this a little bit. Part of the reason you like the under is because you like the Lakers. Um, you know, David, go back a few minutes. You can hear Chris's kind of full explanation there. But again, Chris, maybe just a shorter version. Uh, why do you tie the Lakers to an under as opposed to an over?
1: Yeah, well, I tie the Lakers to it under for many reasons, right? We, 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 I mean, the Nuggets essentially have played two outstanding road games in the NBA playoffs so far. But this whole season, and even what we saw from them in the playoffs in previous series, like we saw against the Suns, I mean, they got their asses handed to them. You know, Denver doesn't play as well on the road sometimes, right? And this would equate as one of those games where we start to see a little bit of regression, finally, from their offense. I mean, even a tiny bit of regression would still mean that they're performing at a really high level because that's how, how good their offense has been. Um, but you got to just expect if if the Lakers are making things difficult for them and the Lakers are more efficient and their defense is finally operating at the level that they expect, it would be very easy for the Nuggets to just be like, all right, well, we're going back to Denver for game five, so good luck, L.A. They're probably not going to be able to hang with us, so that's why. You know, I don't I don't see a situation where it's like a, you know, another shooting contest, and the Lakers still win. I don't think the Lakers can hang with this Denver Nuggets offense, and I think we're seeing that plan as day.
0: Yeah, and maybe even from another angle, you think about the way the Lakers win this game. There's probably a chance they win this game. Denver just lies down, and you're holding an over ticket that you know the Lakers score 115, 116 points. Denver puts up 95, and and you're hold stuck, you know stuck hold the loser. I don't know if I did the math quite right on that, but I think you get kind of the example there. Um, Ski, what do you think here? And and again, kind of at the base of the question, if the Lakers win, is it more of an over or an under type game?
2: I think if the Lakers win, it's more of an under type game. But I just don't trust them to do it. So I don't like that bet that David has listed there. I try to find other ways to make money. In this game, I just mentioned, I probably, I mean, we talked about D'Angelo Russell. Probably still look at his points prop or, or PRA under. He's just not doing a whole lot out there. Uh, that's probably what I like the most right now.
0: Yeah, it's one of the best things you can do in the playoffs. Just kind of find somebody whose minutes are, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, kind of getting jerked around and he continues to get less minutes here. Um, another question, Quintorius London. Probably my favorite name of all the people that watch the show. I love that name. What do we think of LeBron James over 40? I assume that's points, rebounds, and assists and not annual percentage rate. Um, <laughs> you know, I know you're feeling great about the Lakers here. Um, a lot of positivity coming from you. What do you think of LeBron over, um, again, one last kind of gas? Can, can he get one away from a triple-double again?
2: Um, you know, if this game turns into a blowout, he's going to be sitting on that bench in the fourth quarter. So, like I said, if I don't trust the Lakers, I wouldn't necessarily be trusting LeBron to go over 40 PRA. So um, not a bet that I would be making.
0: Yeah, I don't know if a lot of places have this, but I've seen first quarter, like first half player props start to pop up. And again, all small limits and stuff. If you want to play LeBron overs again, maybe do it early because you make a great point ski. There's a good chance that even if the Lakers win this game, that he's sitting late in the game because the Nuggets have benched everybody. Uh, Chris, what do you think about this?
1: Well, one thing I like about what LeBron's been doing is even though he's missing layups and can't make a three, um, you know, he's been like, the last two games, I think he's averaging 12 assists. So, I mean, I would look at his assists, but I don't trust him for the 40 full, you know, for everything else at this point. He's just looked a little bit off, which, you know, hey, I mean, 20 years of dominance, you know, let's give the guy a break, you know, Uh, but uh, he's not, hasn't really been the LeBron that we were seeing in, in even the other playoff series so far, so uh, I think this one has to run through Anthony Davis. That's how uh, the Lakers win. So I'm a little, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with uh, really any bet on LeBron other than assists.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, kind of a general question here, not from a betting perspective. Do we think Joe Missoula gets fired at the end of the season? Um, I guess so. There seems to be a couple big names that are floating out there. You know, the Celtics have a chance at Monty Williams. Nick Nurse doesn't have a job yet. Uh, you know, Quinn Snyder's locked up with Atlanta. I still don't understand why they didn't hire him after they had the Adoka thing. but uh, you know, Chris, what do you think uh, the Celtics dumped their um, guy who wasn't even really a top assistant last year? It's a weird spot.
1: yeah, I think I think this is the like auto thing that Boston needs to do. There's gonna you know, if Boston loses the series like it looks like they will. Um, there's gonna be a lot of talk about what they should do to clean house, but I think I think he's gonna get blamed, you know, I mean, this at the, at the end of the day, this is still a, a team that got to the NBA Finals last year. Um And, you know, they played well at first in those NBA finals before Golden State took over. So, you know, it's, it's going to look bad if Ime Yudoka and his new coaching gig has like a great first season, too. Right. Because then we're going to see that there's a real disparity here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he's the easiest one on the chopping block. And that's, you know, it's I mean, he's a young coach, too. He can he can still get a job and have plenty of time in this association and, you know, still get a head coaching gig in the future. So, uh it, He'll be just fine. So I think I think it's a clear yes at this point.
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's a way they can maybe keep him as an assistant and just kind of like, hey, you know, it wasn't kind of his deal. We'll get a, a real head coach or something like that. Because uh, like you said, Chris, somebody is going down. Somebody has got to be sacrificed here. Um, a team that was had a lead in the NBA Finals last year needs six games to put away the Hawks. Um, almost loses to a sixers team that was a mess um and now here is just getting embarrassed I think that's the only real word for it here by a I Miami mean, heat team that it. is just I mean Jimmy Butler's living his best life he just seems so happy um ski what do you think here any chance Missoula makes it the summer
2: <laughs> hey I'm enjoying the Jimmy antics uh that's what that was if you didn't see the game okay. uh going back at Al Horford with the loss with awesome. the Neil He's the And I got distracted now. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, Does he deserve to be fired? Absolutely. I mean, he's lost the locker room in my mind. What adjustments is he giving you? You see, like the team hasn't changed that much for them to play. Like the drastic difference in their play from last year to this year. Like they have no heart. That's what they're playing. Like um, in that game three, it was like the 10 man. So, I don't think those guys really respect what he has to say anymore. And they should have a new coach. Will they? I don't know, because I I feel like I remember them giving him an extension. So already, you know, giving away that money, they might just ride it out one more year.
0: The money definitely will matter, but I do think that he's maybe um, – they find somebody else to come in and help him get a top assistant or something, but find some way to kind of uh, take him down. But thanks, everybody. Some great questions there. Um, while you're down there, dump a comment. Um, you know, put a nice note for Ski. He's a little bugged about the Lakers. Write something nice about Ski in the comments there. Give us a thumbs up and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the shows. Let's take a quick look at our best bets here before we wrap things up. Um, two wagers tonight. Chris likes the under – 224, again, in that Nuggets-Lakers game. I'll take a Lakers first half team total over 58. So hopefully a hot start and a slow finish, and we can win both of our bets here. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We really appreciate it. Again, make sure you follow the show on Twitter. You can find each of us as well, Chris at FarleyBets. Um, ski at ski profit and myself at underscore noops. My guess is that will pop up here in just a second at the bottom as we transition. There we go. Um, again, you can find it, each of us on Twitter. There would really appreciate it. Thanks for watching again. Uh, the gang will be back tomorrow to talk about the Lakers nuggets. And hopefully I just want one of these teams to win. I need more basketball to watch. I realized that we we're going to go like, 14 days without NBA basketball. So let's get some gentlemen sweeps, no sweeps, more shows, more basketball. Again, the gang will be back tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Best of luck until then.